We built a kingdom out of lies, and then we blindly fanned the fire. We warmed our hands with glowing coals, but now they rain down from the skies. Interesting, I thought, today. Um, I've known that song since it was released a couple, three years ago. It's by the band called Fish, lyrics by Tom Marshall. And the song is called Leaves, which is a has a, a kind of an emerging, evolving theme throughout. And it has everything to do with kind of, I would call it like a, a re-evaluation and a self-discovery kind of thing. And the first line of, I guess it was the pre-chorus, um, we built a kingdom out of lies. And then we blindly fanned the fire. Seems pretty straightforward. But it got me thinking. It got me thinking about so many people, including myself, um, who have done that. I mean, let's, let's kind of, you know, um, explain what that means. It's very poetic, of course. But we built a kingdom out of lies and then we blindly fanned the fire. It simply means that you're living a lie. It simply means that you intentionally built up something that most likely you thought you should be doing, whether it's the direction you took your career or your life or a relationship or any choice that you made that you went forward with denying something in yourself, lying to yourself about something, um, or just, you know, repeatedly not wanting to see the truth in something that was difficult for you, but you kept going. Now, most of the time we do this, of course, on obligation, uh, but we also do it out of ignorance, naivete. We don't know any better. So, you know, for me, I can relate on many, many different experiences. And when I say what I'm about to say, I want to make it clear that I'm not here to disparage. I'm not here to disparage. But I will say, I think now, so many years later, with my kids being far older now, um, getting into adulthood, two of them, I will say that my 16-year marriage, which did produce my three children who I love very much, but my 16-year marriage was naive. We didn't know what we were doing. My ex-wife and I, uh, I think we went forward with a lot of obligation, a lot of good intentions, but what should be in a marriage, at least in my opinion, in the modern sense, what should be in a marriage, which is like, you know, something bigger, something connection, you know, we're not going to talk about relationships and romance right now, but I will say that my marriage was one of obligation and that became more focused on obligation. Um, after the kids started showing up, which was several years into the marriage. So again, not here to disparage my ex-wife. That's not what this is about. I just think that we made a mistake. We built a kingdom out of lies. And then we blindly fanned the fire, which is like a double whammy. And that that second line or the second part of the line really got me thinking because how many times do we do that? We don't just set off in a direction that's not great for us or not something we really want relationship, again, career, whatever, we set off in a direction and we continue it. See, the, the line, we built a kingdom, suggests that it's just something long-term and something pretty profound in your life, not just a quick decision. Like, I shouldn't have eaten that bacon cheeseburger, now my stomach hurts. That's not building a kingdom, that, that's making a poor choice. But building a kingdom suggests lots of processes compiled up on each other and compounded into a kingdom. But even the kingdom is a lie. Okay, so what do we do now that we have the giant kingdom? We have this whole facade set up that we're not either not admitting, right? Or we see it, but we keep dismissing it because it hurts otherwise to do that. And then we blindly fan the fire. We made it worse. We're basically in that burning house and fanning the fire 
adding fuel to the fire. And it sounds pretty straightforward. It sounds like a storyline for millions of uh, movies and books and novels and songs, of course. But I think a lot of us can relate. And that's what I'm here to challenge you today. If you're listening today and you have built a kingdom out of lies, are you aware of it? Are you aware of it? I'm not trying to tell you that your 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 year marriage is a kingdom built out of lies. I'm not even here to talk really much more about marriage, but that is one institution that we can often build a kingdom out of lies in, and that's a relationship. A marriage, maybe, doesn't have to be an official marriage, but we can do that in a relationship very easily. But we can also do it in our career choices, especially as an artist. We can go in the direction that we feel we should, or we need to, or that more, more often will make us money because we have to survive as an artist, right? So we built this kingdom out of lies and it's a kingdom. It's working. I have a brand. I have um, client base, you know, a good client base. I have a decent product that people seem to like. I might even have awards and recognition. I might be uh, acknowledged as an industry leader. But if you have built this kingdom out of lies and you're not happy, and then you're fanning the fire by continuing it, you know what's going to happen. The kingdom will burn to the ground. Okay, and of course, that's not a good thing. But more interestingly, what can happen, also bad or potentially bad, is the kingdom can be conquered. What that means is that as soon as you get an opportunity to do the other thing that you've really been wanting to do, whether it's an opportunity because something um, practical and sensible and reliable presents itself in a way that allows you to do it, which is ideal, or you just can't take it anymore and you go after what you really want and the kingdom that's built out of lies gets conquered completely and everything falls apart and you disappear on it or you maybe you potentially <laughs> politely professionally exit and a lot of people might be confused those are the ideal that you you know find something that replaces what you're doing, your kingdom of lies replaces it with a kingdom of truth. And now you can work with that and you can be happy with that. I suppose you could say that's also possible with relationships. Of course, the other possibility that you can't take it anymore and you make a mindful change to build a new kingdom out of truth. That's also positive and ideal. What normally happens is, is that we continue to sit in our burning kingdom and fan the fires. And I know that when I say that, everybody says, yeah, yeah, I've done that. And more often than not, my coaching students don't realize they're doing it right now. Or they realize it and refuse to admit it. It's often very painful to realize that you've built this kingdom out of lies and you blindly fan the fire. And then if you look at the rest of the line, we warmed our hands with glowing coals. Warming your hands is often seen as a positive uh, thing, a positive, you know, act of some kind. Your hands are cold, you warm them up, feels good, relieving. You're warming your hands, you're doing something positive uh, with the burning embers of your dreams. Or you're rather, you're trying to find something positive from the destruction that you're watching your dreams burn to the ground. And then it says, but now they rain down from the skies. In other words, your glowing coals that you're warming your hands with are raining down from the skies because everything is falling apart. 
on a deeper level, on a spiritual level, which to me suggests skies, right? Coming down from the skies on a spiritual level, it's all falling apart and you're being rained down by burning coals. Everything you created is coming to rain down on you and slowly take it, take the life out of you. And that's why I'm asking you to really think, what are you doing? Because if this podcast episode helps you see that just by merely mentioning it, and it sets you off in a direction to make that mindful change, to get away from the kingdom of lies, then great. The key, of course, is the mindful change. As we know, we put pressure on a human for long enough. A handful of things can happen, most of which are dramatic. You put enough pressure on somebody, it could kill them. You put enough pressure on somebody, they could make a violent or at least a very profound and outward um, reaction because they can't take it anymore, right? Um, or eventually they can come to their senses and go, I can't do this anymore and work to do, again, a mindful and sensible change. But I think we all know the normal or the most common sort of reaction is to continue to suffer or to lose all. And I don't just mean death, but I mean to really just collapse and kind of lose your mind. Take it from me. And I don't just mean my marriage. Take it from me. Having built kingdoms out of lies multiple times. Excuse me. It's not difficult. It's not immoral. And it's not, well, not necessarily immoral. And it's not done from raging ignorance because you're an idiot. It's done with all the best intent. Um... But I think if you're listening to this podcast, more than likely, you're artistically minded. And that means that also more than likely, there's something about you that is, has, a, has a certain sensitivity to not just emotions in general, but specifically emotions about dreams and inspiration. And if you ignore that long enough, you're going to be profoundly unhappy and miserable. And I know there's a lot of things working against this. You know, it's tough out there. It is. But are you making it worse? Are you living inside your burning castle that you built willingly and grew and added and expanded on repeatedly? If you are, unfortunately, what's coming is probably not going to be good. Now, I did have a student once tell me, well, Nina, I get what you're saying. I'm not doing exactly what I want to do in my career, but I'm not necessarily miserable. I don't love this. I, there's other things I like more, but this works. And I, it gets it gets me good income. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Well, then you didn't build a kingdom out of lies, my friend. That means you you do like some of it. It may not be your favorite thing. And if you're okay, if you're calm with it, there's something about it that provides a deeper satisfaction than a complete fabrication. Now, of course, a student could be lying to me and I asked her if she was. And she says, no, she I, I genuinely I'm okay with this, even though it's not my main passion. And that's great. Because if you know me, you know I'm a photographer by trade and an educator on photography and retouching. But if you know me even better, you know that's not my number one passion in life. My number one passion in life is music. And having tried to make a music career before and just kind of casually walking away, not so much failing utterly, but just casually walking away almost two decades ago um, and transitioning to photography, I managed to make photography into a career of some form. Um, and I'm happy with it. And I really like it. I love it. I enjoy it. But it's just not my number one. Cool. I didn't build a kingdom out of lies when it comes to my photography career. I don't secretly hate it. I don't wish I could drop it. The idea of like, 
you know, those fantasy sequences where you're like, oh, I win the lotto and I have $500 million. My first thought is not quit photography. My first thought is travel the world and do more photography, <laughs> which tells me that I actually like it, right? But if you have a miserable job that you hate, that you figured you should get, or it was the only option you have and you've had it for 25 years and you hate everything about it, when you imagine winning the lotto, the first thing you think is quit that job. Two fingers to the air walking out of that, presumably an office, right? I understand that. So you can do something that you don't completely love and it works okay, but that's not necessarily a kingdom out of lies. A kingdom out of lies is not following your artistic vision at all on anything when you want to be an artist, when you know it's inside you, when you're passionate about the art, but you simply refuse to do it for practical reasons or for logical reasons. There's always something and then decades pass and you haven't done a thing. And now you're miserable, but you're so miserable. Do you think, what's the point? I've gotten old. Maybe you tell yourself I'm past my prime. There's no point in restarting now. Ah, it's silly. Everyone else does it. Nah, I got to think logically and practically. There are people who rely on me following my artists. My art passion is a, it's a mistake. Naive. Well, those are all the things we tell ourselves and everything. I told myself that in my marriage. Don't think that there's something different or possibly better. That wouldn't be good. That's uh, letting go. That's for, that's giving up. We don't want to give up. Trying ever forward, onward on something as profound and serious as marriage is honorable and dignified. Keep it going. That's the right choice. You know, I can't speak for my wife, but I don't regret her kids. I don't regret anything I've done. What I've done, I've done. But curiously, had we split maybe a year or two into our relationship, I'm very curious about how life might be different. The idea of not having my kids sounds awful, but I'm curious. I, I don't think that either one of us would have suffered. <laughs> and so when you think back to, I should have followed my artistic inclinations in 1997 and I didn't, and now it's 2023 and I still haven't. And I'd like to, and occasionally I dabble, but I still tell myself that it's not practical because the smart choice, the wise choice, the good choice, the character rich and dignified choice is to stick to my job or stick to whatever it is that I've told myself I need to do as opposed to my art, because that's just fun. Fun isn't life. Life isn't fun, right? Now I'll tell you right now, full-time artist, not always fun. But it's a passion I wouldn't trade for anything. And I can tell you that right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I've had many, many, countless students over the years and just associates and friends that I know who tell me what they would give to quit their job to be a full-time artist. But they know they simply cannot in their minds because they don't want to give up their lifestyle, which based on the income they get from the job or people around them, a spouse or family members, whoever say, are you kidding me? You're not walking away from this or a really strong sense of obligation from having gone to school to provide, uh, to provide them with the skills and knowledge they need to do the career. And they'd rather be an artist. It's not that that ship sailed and it's over though. Many, many see it that way and they never go back to the art that they wanted. It's not that it, that ship sailed. It's that it is incredibly difficult to be a full-time artist. It's not to say that getting a, degree in something and getting a well-paying job is easy. I'm not claiming that, 
but to make yourself a full-time artist in a successful manner is exceptionally difficult. It's not for everyone. It's not to say that artists are better or worse, but it is. it can be cruel and callous to try to make it as a full-time artist. Hell, it can be cruel to open up your own restaurant. Okay. Um, self-employment is difficult in general, but self-employment as an artist specifically is, it can be extremely cruel. Not because anyone's trying to be cruel to you, it's just that you're out there putting your, you know, blood, sweat, and tears out there. You're burying your soul to some degree. And then people are going to be critical of it. And then you have to find out how to take this and make, you know, monetize it in some manner. Right? Sounds difficult, scary even. Now, some of us don't feel like we have a choice. We've done this for so long, there's no going back. There's no going back to quote unquote, a real job. So, you know, over 15 years now, almost of photography and pushing 30 years of what I used to be, which is graphic designer and part-time musician, having been self-employed almost my entire adult life. Um, it, it's not always, it's not always been, how do I put this? There's ups and downs. Obviously, I'm still here, so I haven't completely failed, even though I stopped certain industries and started others. But there's been ups and downs. And during a downturn, as a full-time artist, you question yourself and think, is this it? <laughs> is this the downturn where it all ends? And I can't continue? And during that downturn, you might have well-intended friends or family members who say, look, enough. Go get a real job. And that's not an insult because I don't think that anyone who has a job should be insulted. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you have a part-time retail job or you have a corporate office job. If you are working to make an income because you're trying to provide for yourself, then you have my respect. I do not care what your job is. However, when you tell a full-time artist who's having a little bit of a downturn to go get a real job, that actually is insulting in the context. It's not the job you're trying to tell them they get. It's saying, now that you've played enough, go get a real job. Because again, I don't fault anyone for having a job. But I do know that I would have a mind-numbingly borderline suicidal time trying to have a normal job. The stress that I have of going up and down with business, and I mean, I'm blessed to say that this summer everything's trajectory is up and it's, it's going quite nice, so there's a ton of work to do. I would say that the stress of small business ownership as an artist, to me, is better. It's an easier life than this than the alleged, uh, you know, easiness of having a job that's steady income. I do not equate steady income with peace. I don't. It'd be nice to have a consistent income, but when you when you are self-employed, you know it goes up and down. And sometimes it can go up very high and just up high. That's up and down, but it's all good. <laughs> but the idea of consistent and steady sounds to me and always has like giving up in and of itself. So if you are like, no, I wanted this job. I'm a mechanical engineer and I love it. And I make amazing things and I have opportunities to, to, you know, invent and, and engineer amazing devices or whatever it is you make um, and help myself, help the world, help the business. And I get paid very well. And I'm, I like doing this. Look, I can't relate to you, but awesome. Seriously, that's awesome. I'm glad you do that. We need our engineers and our scientists and we need our doctors and we need our, well, I guess we need our lawyers. Everyone has a passion. Everyone has a thing they're really good at. We tend to 
equate the idea of inspiration and passion and other things with art. But there's a lot of people who do that in lots of other fields that are not historically seen as art. But if you've built that kingdom out of lies and then blindly fan the fire, whether it's your career, your job choice, or your idea of how you're going to live your life with, you know, the things that you do on the daily to make money, to survive, to, to live, to, to grow and thrive. If you build a kingdom out of lies, it will burn down or get conquered. It will. And I would strongly urge you to reconsider. It's never too late. It's never over. That ship has not always sailed, you know, e extremes notwithstanding. If you want it to be, you know, an Olympic, Olympian grade 100 meter dash sprinter and you're now 63 years old with arthritis, probably not going to do that, are you? Right? That's fine. But that's an extreme. So extremes aside, it's never really too late. And looking at anything like it's too late is a mistake. Again, career-wise, creative-wise, job-wise, relationship-wise, both romantic and just relationships with anybody. If you built that kingdom out of those lies, then, well, expect it to burn to the ground. Anyway, I have some thoughts for today. Um, try not to ever take anything that I say on my podcast as me trying to pretend I have anyone's answers. I don't. I'm giving you my thoughts. Welcome to disagree and welcome to think that I'm completely that shit and completely wrong and that's fine but i'm just trying to give you my thought that's what this is for it's a raw unscripted way of me just talking hopefully to give people a different way of thinking i don't expect you and i don't want you to always agree with everything i say if anything i feel good about myself as a person <laughs> um if it makes you think in any way different than you were before you started listening and if it caused to it was if it becomes a cause for you to to you know, initiate some kind of change better for you, then awesome. Because frankly, when I make these recordings, I'm talking to you guys, but you know what? I'm talking to me. This is how I get through what I'm dealing with. This is how I get through things that I thought about in the past that maybe, maybe they're resolved, but they're still lingering and there's still some kind of unresolved pain there. And by talking about this, it helps me. And so I share it with you in a very unfiltered, un, again, again, unscripted way and hope it makes a difference. So anyway, thank you again for listening. And if you haven't subscribed, please do. There'll be more podcast episodes coming up uh, pretty often. I'm trying to make it more consistent.